This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, May the 16th, and a man has been found guilty of murdering Kent PCSO Julia James. A jury took just over an hour to return a unanimous verdict after hearing a week's worth of evidence in the case against Callum Wheeler. The 22-year-old from Sunshine Corner Avenue in Aylsham attacked the 53-year-old mum of two as she walked her dog in Snowdown last April. Earlier today at Canterbury Crown Court, the prosecution and defence gave their closing arguments. This was actually the first time jurors had heard from the defence who said they must form a picture of the man living in an apparently aimless existence. Barrister Oliver Blunt QC also urged jurors to put out of their minds all emotion and outrage before pointing out Wheeler has no previous convictions. But in her final speech, prosecutor Alison Morgan QC told jurors rape was plainly on Wheeler's mind and that he'd confessed to wanting to rape and kill women. She pointed at searches discovered on his computer where he'd typed in rape two days before ambushing Julia. Well, during the trial, the jury was told how Wheeler had been spotted with the murder weapon close to where Julia's body was discovered. A photo taken by a local gamekeeper led to his arrest. And on Friday, the jury was shown footage of the moment he was detained at the house in Aylsham where he lived with his dad. Show me hand. Show me your hand. Both hands. Show me hand. Step back, step back, step back. Okay, Callum. Okay. Okay, nice. Right, listen very carefully, Callum. What I'm going to say. Hello, right. I'm going to take my hand away, all right? Callum, are you listening? You're all right. What up? Callum, my name's. We're from Kent Police. Okay, we're not going to hurt you. Who called you? Listen, relax. We're not here to hurt you. We're not. You're safe, all right? God, my blood is flowing. All right. She's going to kill me in here. No, we're not. No, no. All right, listen, listen. Listen. Okay, you're right. Callum, Callum, Callum. 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 Right, this relax. Callum, you're under arrest on suspicion of murder. Why? Julia James. I haven't done it. You were in the area, acting suspiciously during the time of the offence, okay? Calm down. You do not have to say anything. You may harm the offence. Stop struggling. You do not have to say anything. I'll put this on tighter. Do you understand me? Yeah? Just relax. Listen to what we're telling you. A conversation with officers was also caught on body count as he was taken to a police station. Was this what mum said, sir? No. No, no, no. I think it was. Someone must have told you. I don't know how you find out, but we're not going to talk. It's not fair for us to talk to you about the offence, okay? Because that's why why am I being dragged into this one? Why? Why Why, just because you were seen in the location at the moment? That doesn't mean anything, but we need to ask you about that in an interview at the police station. Why don't you arrest that guy there? Why don't you arrest one of you? Because he wasn't seen 
in the location I went. Yeah, but lots of people were there. There were lots of people there. Yeah, and we may well speak to them as well. But at the moment... Why do people have to be talked to because they were there? Because somebody's been murdered. Somebody's dead. At Kent Online today, you can read about the evidence that was presented to the jury over the past week and see a timeline of events leading to Wheeler's arrest. There's also CCTV footage which was played in court showing Wheeler with that murder weapon. We can now get reaction to today's verdict. First, let's hear from Detective Superintendent Gavin Moss from Kent Police. In terms of motive, um, there's only one person who knows the, the real answer to that, and that's Callum Wheeler. Um, during his police interview, he refused to answer any questions, he answered no comment. Uh, he also um, provided a statement to say that he was not responsible for Julia's murder. Um, I, I can only speculate that it was just a random attack for whatever reason. Um, uh, what I do know is that it had a profound impact on a great many people um, and he's now held accountable for exactly what he did, which was the murder of Police Community Support Officer Julia Jones. We saw the the image of him that shows that he was carrying the weapon um, days after the murder around the area. And do you do you know whether it, whether this was um, an attempt to return the weapon to the scene, to, or, or could it have been um, a potential threat to another member of the public? Uh, I, again, I can't, cannot speculate um, with, with any certainty. Uh, he was seen carrying uh, what we say was the weapon. Um, that was um, either a way to goad the police because there were so many police in the area. Was it a way of him, him wanting to dis di dispose of the weapon? I really do not know. Uh, and sometimes with murder investigations, some answers are only uh, known by the person uh, who, who's been held accountable for this. Um, how do you feel now that you have um, convicted in court? Um, I, I, I can say that uh, there's, there's, there is immense satisfaction that an incredibly dangerous individual uh, has been taken from the streets of Kent, uh, who is going to now spend a considerable length of his life in prison where he belongs. Uh, I am pleased, uh, in particular for Julia James's family, who more, you know, it is very often the case I meet the nicest and, and kindest of people in the most tragic of circumstances, um, and they have got justice. But it is, it is so much bigger than that as well, uh, you know, that there were a great many people affected by Julia's murder. Uh, noticeably, uh, she had a great many friends and colleagues within Complice. She was incredibly well liked within the, and respected within the community, um, and it's a sad loss for, for all. Finally, Martin Yale is from the Crown Prosecution Service. In a case like this, it's piecing all the evidence together that, that paints a compelling picture. Um, of particular note was the smartwatch evidence uh, which enabled us to track Julia James's movements from the moment she left her home uh, until um, she died. Uh, and that evidence was important because it then enabled us to piece together the other pieces of evidence uh, and put a, a, a chronology together of other sightings, other CCTV evidence uh, and, and the like, but it, it's a culmination of all the various sources of evidence that really paints the compelling picture against Callum Wheeler. Can I ask you um, well, how, how you feel having, having convicted um, Callum Wheeler? Well, this was a, a truly tragic case. It's something that simply shouldn't have happened. Uh, Judy James should have been free to walk her dog that afternoon without fear of attack from anyone. Uh, her loss is clearly deeply felt. Uh, by her family, the wider community, 
uh, and Kent Police, of which she was uh, an employee. Uh, and I hope the result today can provide those individuals with at least some degree of solace. And, and you mentioned um, the, her, the fact that Julia Jones should have been able to walk freely. Um, in terms of violence against women, do you think that this, this case is kind of... Um, kind of an exemplary case of, of violence against women that's taken place in the past few years? Well, the, the Crown Prosecution Service is committed to prosecuting cases against uh, involving violence against women. Um, there have been a number of high-profile cases uh, recently, uh, and we are determined to ensure that those cases are properly prosecuted and the offenders are brought to justice. Sentencing has been adjourned. We'll bring you details on when that will take place as soon as we have them. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today in a court's heard how a woman who was sexually assaulted in Kent as a teenager had to wait 20 years for justice. Patrick Mugford carried out the attack while she was sleeping near her newborn baby and her mum didn't believe her story. Well, the 68-year-old from Cornwall has now been jailed for seven and a half years. Campaigners from Greenpeace have blocked a tanker carrying 33,000 tonnes of Russian diesel in the River Thames near Gravesend. The Andromeda was due to offload at Grays in Essex overnight, but activists forced it to turn around. This is the phone call they made to report the protest. Oh, hello there. Good evening, sir. Uh, my name's Frank from Greenpeace. Um, yeah, hello there. Listen, uh, you may or may not be aware, but there is a, uh, a Greek flag vessel, Andromeda... Uh, coming up the Thames at the moment, heading to Navigators 1 to offload great, Russian great. diesel. Uh, I have to let you know that we have occupied that jetty. We have people on the main rubber fenders, which will be putting themselves between that rubber fender and the tanker. We also have a climber up the discharge pipes and indeed on the other uh, rubber fender, which is of the compression type. Um, obviously what we want is for that vessel not to dock here and not to offload its diesel. They're calling on the government to stop using fossil fuels which fund Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. A man's been taken to hospital after being hit in the face with a bottle in Canterbury. It reportedly happened during a fight in the Friars near the Marlow Theatre last night. It comes after another man suffered serious head injuries in nearby Orange Street on Saturday. We're told two people are being questioned over that. Meantime, a man's been taken to hospital with serious facial injuries and a woman's also been attacked in Whitstable High Street. They've reportedly been involved in an argument with someone before four men got out of a black Land Rover and assaulted them. Police are hunting a man who tried to grab a woman as she walked along a footpath in Ashford. The attack happened near Church Hill in Kings North earlier this month. If you head to Kent Online today, you can see a computer-generated image of someone officers want to speak to. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told everything possible is being done to make sure children from Ukraine who've moved to Kent settle into local schools. Hundreds of people have come to the county since the start of the conflict under the Homes for Ukraine scheme. Places need to be found for youngsters in primaries and secondaries across the county. We've been speaking to Roger Goff, who's the leader of the county council. I think it can be particularly an issue, and I think we'll see more of this, in particular areas, because um, overall, actually, particularly since um, a large number of the children are of primary age, um, the position in terms of primary school places is a bit less um, uh, squeezed than secondary at the moment because of 
essentially when children were born, um, when, when you've got the big numbers on that. That said, um, clearly there's always a challenge to say, okay, where is a school that's got a place in the relevant school year uh, and which is close by? Uh, that is the challenge to find, and particularly when you've got concentrations of uh, where people have been willing to host and therefore you've got concentrations of families and concentrations of children in particular areas that's going to make it you know a more a bigger challenge at the moment you're still thinking about relatively small numbers but although that is that is picking up and i suspect it's going to pick up a lot more so i think that's going to be quite a challenge looking forward this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. More than 600 asylum seekers made the dangerous journey across the Channel to Kent over the weekend. The Ministry of Defence intercepted 22 small boats. It means more than 8,000 people have now crossed so far this year. The government's threatening to send some refugees to Rwanda later this month. The government's promising to tackle the scale of untreated sewage being discharged into the sea off Kent. Water companies are going to face strict limits on how often Often they can use storm overflows and must completely stop its environmental impact. We'll probably remember that several beaches in the county, particularly in Thanet, were closed last summer following the dumps by Southern Water. Ish has been chatting to Robert Bartlett, who's from SOS Whitstable. It's a big infrastructure problem, ultimately, and it's an antiquated sewer system. Um, and that's being compounded by a lack of investment um, since privatisation, essentially. So that money that could have been invested and, and improved and, uh, and so we wouldn't be where we are right now actually went to shareholders um, instead. So we're playing catch up. There's 20 years of catch up to do. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think they're quite clever in the, in the way that they've... Um, they're, they're trying to do it faster in the areas that matter the most, i.e., bathing waters and also areas of particular ecological um, uh, you know importance um, so I, you know I think I think their planning is quite good and what they're trying to do is quite good it's just it's just the amount of investment and the speed that we'll see you know actual change and benefits that that, that is a bit disappointing and the government says water companies i.e southern water have to commit to these and if they don't meet them, that they will be punished. And we know, of course, Southern Water has been severely punished for the amount of discharges. Do you trust that Southern Water can commit to, to this? Or is, from your perspective, their, their reputation completely tarnished? Well, you have to understand Southern Water are a private um, organisation. Um, the, the, in, and they exist to please their shareholders, to, to make a profit and, and put, to pay dividends, essentially. So the only way to incentivize them is, is by hitting the purse, you know. So um, I, I do think fines are extremely important. The problem, again, is investment. So um, it's the Environment Agency and Ofwats that, um, um, that, that, that have the power to, you know, to, to put these fines in place. But they need, they need proper funding in order to be able to investigate everything. You know? So um, the Environment Agency can only um, you know, do a couple of big criminal investigations. And um, there is an amazing amount of data and testing that, that needs to happen in order to catch them at it. And uh, all of the water companies around the UK are at it because, you know, they, they haven't invested in their infrastructure. So, you know, it, it really is creaking at the seams or, um, or spilling out of the cracks. Um, so um, it's good that it's written into law, but it's whether it can be enforced.
that's the key issue. Kent Online reports. At Kent Online today, you can see video of a biker going the wrong way down the M20 near Maidstone. The footage was captured by another driver between junctions 8 and 7 on Saturday. We're told highways officers stopped and spoke to the moped rider, but police were not needed. Mystery holes have started appearing at a park on Sheppey. A post on the Barton's Point Facebook page is blaming rogue metal detectorists. It's feared people could trip over and get hurt but bosses say they'll make sure the holes are filled in as soon as possible. Now, twin brothers who are opening a cafe and wine bar in Ashford have described the town as the new Canterbury of Kent. Attackers will be a Georgian-style bistro with tea and cakes during the day and cocktails in the evening. Well, Charlie and Billy Banyard are behind the idea and have been telling us about their inspiration. Our vision is to provide the Ashford area with a kind of um, London style, almost like a, a members club restaurant cocktail bar that isn't going to be just for members, it is going to be open to the whole Ashford area, but the look and the feel of the place is very much going to be, I mean, we came up with the idea on holiday in the south of France, um, and there was a lot of venues there that had these kind of cafe wine bars, where in the day you can enjoy afternoon tea, coffee, light food, and then in the evenings you can have cocktails, gin, get a bit more dressed up and, and enjoy the environment. So that was our inspiration behind what we're trying to create here. We've been planning this for about three years, haven't we? And it was... Yeah, three, three and a half years. Yeah, we, as my brother said, you know, we initially came up with the idea um, when we were on holiday in South of France, and we've we've just been sort of getting together our funds and stuff, and now we think it's the appropriate time to uh, put it yeah. in. Uh, absolutely, and Ashford's growing so much. Uh, I think it's going to be the kind of new Canterbury of Kent, if not better. And uh, yeah, we want to create something here. This is quite an iconic building as well. It is, the Merchant yeah, Chandler the, is something everyone remembers. That's so. it. Yeah, and it's such a pity because it has been empty for quite a few years now. Um, so we, you know, we want to rebuild it, bring it back to life, and have it for everyone to enjoy. So a lot of our, our chairs, the walls, we can have lots of coving. It's going to still have that very traditional feel, and the building represents that very much for us. We didn't want like a modern new unit because that wouldn't get the feel that we wanted. This is all pretty much new to yeah, us. Yeah. Mean, so we're, yeah. we, yeah, we, I. I I've worked in lots of project management type things before and we've done various different projects before, mainly in um, properties and stuff. But yeah, this is the first time we're, we're venturing into this. Yeah. Working with my twin brother, we, we argue a lot, but we, we get the job done we do. eventually. So, yeah. <laughs> we've visited loads of places all around London. We've been to loads of different restaurant bars like Annabelle's, The Ned, you know, all these kind of top places to really work out what is it that we want to do here on the scale that we've got. Um, and then we've kind of finally arrived at, at this product, which is Itikas. So in the day, we're going to do afternoon tea, light food, coffee, cakes, sandwiches. And then in the evenings, it will be light food, cocktails, wine, gin. So it's, it's more along those lines in, in the evening. And it's because it's quite an unusual name. Is there a meaning mm. behind that? No. So we, this was well, whilst on holiday and coming up with the original idea. And um, we went to a visit an island just off the coast of Cannes and um, my brother spotted written in a wall on this kind of old church. It said Ithaca on it. And then that's kind of how we, we thought, oh, why don't we make it plural and call it Ithaca's? And there we go. And that's how we came up with the name. So we plan to be open uh, end of summer this year. So it's all going to be centralised around a lit up pink marble bar um, for, the, for the main area. Um, we're going to have traditional wooden chairs and there'll be marble tables. And we're, gonna, we're hoping we'll apply for a licence for outdoor seating. So hopefully get some seats outside as well. Um, but the, the vibe here is going to be very much um, cocktails, very classy, um, lots of marble. Lots of um, flowers as lots well. Lots of flowers, yes. We're going to get in the, 
the female toilet's going to have a chandelier. There's going to be rose walls, rose ceilings, marble everywhere. Um, the walls are going to be and the ceiling is going to be very traditional coving. So um, with a big chandelier in the middle as well. They're hoping to open in the former Merchant Chandler building in North Street before the end of the summer. At Kent Online today, you can read about all the June bank holiday events happening to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. It includes the RAF fly-past People's Pageant and Trooping the Colour. The four-day bank holiday weekend will also be packed full of parades, live music and street parties. Harry Styles has made it an incredible six weeks at number one on the Kent Top 40 on our sister radio station, KMFM, as it was, remains in the top spot, followed by About Time by Lizzo, which has moved up to number two. George Ezra's Green Green Grass is still at number three. And one of our most read stories today is how drivers ended up with slightly more than they bargained for when a woman flashed to motorists. Billy Louise, who posts videos on OnlyFans, flashed her boobs from a bridge over a busy road in Thanet. She later tweeted, I had a fun day on the bridge and I think the lorry drivers liked it. Well, a 12 second second video shows the braless 27-year-old who's got 14,900 followers on the social media platform skip up to the safety barrier and after a quick glance back to the camera lift up her top and wave her hands in the air. One follower replied and said indecent exposure in Thanet. Another said as an American lorry driver I'd like to say thank you for your service. Kent Online Sport. Really sad news from the world of cricket over the weekend and tributes are continuing to be paid to former Kent player Andrew Simons who died in a car crash. The Australian all-rounder who was 46 was involved in a collision in Queensland over the weekend. A minute silence was held before the final day of Kent's county championship match with Surrey at Beckenham. The club's head coach Matt Walker says he was a great player and teammate. David Fulton, former Kent captain, has tweeted horrendous numbing news. A brilliant, combative cricket who could win a game with a bat, ball in the field or with his sheer will to win and presence on the field. Simply a fantastic teammate, RIP big fella, hashtag Roy. Garrett Jones, who used to be wicketkeeper at Kent, says RIP Roy, huge competitor, incredible talent and a fun person to be around. Honoured to have played on the same field as him and against. Well, our thoughts very much today are with Andrew Simon's friends and family. On the pitch, Kent are no longer at the bottom of the camp. County Championship Division 1 table, although rain stopped play in Beckenham yesterday. They got a draw against Surrey. Kent are still looking for their first win of the season, though, and head to Northamptonshire later this week. And Tunbridge Wells table tennis star Will Bailey has won gold at the Slovenian Para Open. He beat Thailand's Chalamong Punpo in the men's Class 7 final. He's tweeted saying it wouldn't have been possible without the support of his coaches, teammates and family. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. You need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.